the project, Kuwait, learn, In today's episode, we're actually sitting down with uh, Kuwait's fit mom, Hayel Sharhan, who is a CrossFitter, an amazing mother, and she has um, battled a lot of adversity over the last few years, coming back and getting back into the game of CrossFit. Yeah. Haya was the first female, uh, Kuwaiti female, to participate in the uh, Reebok CrossFit um, Asia Regionals. Um, so she's been a lot of firsts. So first for that, um, two cesarean um, births, emergency C-sections. Um, and she's come back and she's competed in the battle, you know, after that. And now she's the first female in Kuwait to really start um, pushing pregnancy and postpartum. Uh, health and fitness concept. So she's she's been the first Kuwaiti female to do a lot for the health and fitness community. Mainly a strong Kuwaiti female. That's yeah. I think that's the most amazing part is a strong Kuwaiti female that's not afraid to lift. Yeah, so she's basically just breaking down a lot of barriers for for Kuwaiti females in general, not just mums as well. But she's got a MumFit program, which we'll find out a little bit more about in today's episode as well. Um, and as you said, just just talking about um, pre and postnatal training, which actually is a hugely important topic here for Kuwaiti females. Yeah, I think even if you're not a female from the male perspective, I think there's a lot to be learned. Okay, guys, did you learn something? We, uh, yeah, we <laughs> Without just, a doubt, we sat back and learned a lot. To be yeah. honest, like yeah. it's, so it's, it's if quite you have quiet, a female so. in your life. Life. This episode is still for you. All this and more in today's episode. Welcome to the project. Hello. Amazing. Hi. Today we have like my like ultimate guest. Like this is probably the best interview I've ever done in my entire life. And probably will be definitely in the top 10 for the rest of my life. Um, a role model to the entire Kuwaiti community, in my opinion. Uh, such a strong message. And um, we're welcoming Heya Sharhan today to the project. And I mean, I'm just like totally fan fangirling, as everyone would like to say <laughs> over here, because like you're just you're such a role model to the community. And what you do is just unbelievable. And your drive, especially when it came to the Battle of the East and the message you sent out to everybody, like, hey, I'm coming back and I'm working really hard and you documented it all. I mean, it was really it was it was amazing to see. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're you're too kind, honestly. You're going to make me freeze up and not be able to talk. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. Thank you. I'm really excited to to be on the podcast. Am I your first guest? No. No? Oh, okay. No. Second. <laughs> cool. Second. Third, <laughs> third, 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 yeah, third. Third. Awesome. Third. Yep. Cool. Third. Yeah. yeah, but our first female. So yeah. How about that? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, for those maybe not familiar, do you want to talk about just a little bit of, of what Maddie is talking about that comeback and kind of, you know, the yeah. process of where, where you started and, and where you're at now? Sorry, sure. I'm still being a super fan over here. So <laughs> I was like nervous. Like, I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you want me to go way back or just, uh, the recent, recent battle? Go way back. Start from the beginning. Like that's, 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 that's what I, I want to hear okay. the story. I want to hear the story. Your of first the, grade teacher. The, 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 <laughs> fittest, the fittest CrossFit mom in Kuwait. It's, it's not just Marty though. My, everyone wants to hear the story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, okay. I didn't grow up in fitness. Um, I didn't even, you know, exercise growing up. And uh, my sister is an artist. My mom is an artist. So I didn't, I wasn't passionate about anything. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just went. Through the same, I was not an artist, but you know, I w I appreciated art. Um, so I went to university and I graduated with an art history degree, and I enjoyed it. I came back to Kuwait, worked at Dar al Atal Islamia for a couple of years, developing you know educational um, programs and working with the curators. And then, um, you know, I was you know home watching TV, and then there was a competition, CrossFit competition in Dubai, and this was early 2012. And I was shocked. There was one one Emirati girl. She was wearing a hijab. Uh, at the time, I didn't wear the hijab. I, I wore the hijab later on. But uh, she's this tiny, petite little girl lifting heavy weights. Her name's Amna al-Haddad. And uh, I was just like in awe. Like I'd, I've never seen girls working out like that uh, other than maybe, you know, the Olympics. Um, I wasn't into sports or anything. So... I was waiting for them to say what the, the competition was. And then I heard CrossFit. So I Googled that. Googled CrossFit in Kuwait. Nothing came up. So I, you know, forgot about it for a while. 
I went back a um, couple of weeks later. It was still in my mind. So I Googled again CrossFit in Kuwait. And you know how when you Google, sometimes you'll get like blog posts or random stuff like that, a yeah. tweet or whatever. And Twitter was popular at that time. So a tweet popped up and it said uh, uh, it was in Arabic that uh, I'm bringing in uh, and I'm introducing a new sport to Kuwait. Uh, it's called CrossFit and I'm giving a free class if anyone wants to come and get to know the sport. And that was my husband, uh, Yusuf Al-Baqsami. And I was like, hell yes, I'm going to go. Sorry, can I say that? And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, yes, I'm totally going to go. And I went and we were, you know, just a few girls, a handful of girls, maybe four or five girls. And we did the free class, loved it. And then I just became obsessed with CrossFit ever since then. Um, I started competing the year after and fell in love with competition i was not a competitive person but just crossfit crossfit changed me you know um i'm sure many people can relate to that it made me uh discover my competitive side it made me you know love weightlifting it introduced me to a whole new world and uh, eventually i had my first daughter uh in 2014 and i took a break from competing but then i came back and then 2018 had my second daughter stopped competing and then I came back and I just love the sport you know so I I didn't have a plan in my head where you know if I have kids I'm gonna stop competing I just you know take the break that I need rebuild myself and then got back into it it's it's hard with kids but it can be done and I think that's what I I'm trying to share you know because there's a lot of women who think their life ends once they get married or once they have kids and it's so not like that um, you're able to work towards anything you want. You know, it's just needs a little, a little bit of uh, hard work. Yeah, some awareness on it, definitely. Because yeah. I think even finding out, like when you get pregnant, I think women freak out about the, the weight gain part of it. Yeah. You know, um, but then what kind of setbacks their fitness does have to take, and, yeah. then, and then afterwards, kind of all the. I mean, there's yeah. a lot going on yeah. while you're making a human. And then yes. after you <laughs> deliver that human, there's all yeah. these things that the body is still going through. So I think, uh, I think you know, that I, I, a big issue we have here is people don't look at the big picture. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to see, you know, the result tomorrow or, yeah. you know, they don't have any patience. They don't understand that it's much bigger than that. When, 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 I, when I first got married, then we were deciding when to have kids, uh, I was worried about, you know, competing and I'm going to miss out and stuff like that. And then I'm like, you know, life is going to keep going on. You know, I don't want to postpone having kids any longer. Competition will always be there. Um, That's such a great attitude. Yeah. So, so, and I, you know, I'm so thankful that I, that we took that step and, and everything turned out well. And, and, you know, you just look at the big picture and uh, you can get what you want. Might not be now, might not be in a year, maybe in two years. Just keep working towards it and you'll eventually get there. So you were two years into CrossFit before you had your first child? Um, yeah, I years? was like a year and a half and then I got pregnant. Okay. Yeah. How did your, how did you change your fitness and your training from that finding out that you got pregnant? Like how much of it changed? Uh, when I first, when I first found out I was pregnant, uh, obviously we were super excited about the pregnancy, but I was really nervous about my training. Um, this was 2013. There was... I mean, I'm assuming in Kuwait because I didn't see anything. The idea of a woman working out pregnant. Oh, horrible. Yeah. There was like non-existent. I mean, now it's totally different. But but in 2013, there was no information. There was no one, you know, I can look up to. No one I can ask, you know, from experience who's worked out pregnant. And then, you know, family members would freak out, you know, if you're, you know, if you go over a road bump or whatever, slow down, you know, Um, let alone trying to work out. So I did a little bit of research online and I I fell upon this uh, blog called BirthFit and this was before you know they exploded and they have now they have like online programs and stuff like that and seminars um but at the time it was just a blog and uh who created the blog her name is Dr. Lindsay Matthews I think she, her background she's a chiropractor or something yep. she's worked with uh, Lindsay Valenzuela and a bunch of other games athletes um, when I first found out we're pregnant, we had already planned a trip to the States. So I was like, I'm definitely going to visit her. Amazing. Yeah. And, uh, I emailed her and I set up an appointment with her and visited her gym in LA. 
And I met up with her and she was awesome. She has like this positive energy and she's, she was so supportive. And, you know, she, she just, she made me feel empowered, you know, that, that, you know, I'm able to do anything I want with just, you know, specific guidelines and stuff like that. And, um, I don't, I don't, I don't even think she charged me anything for the consultation. And then she told me, you know, you can talk to me anytime you want. So I was emailing her back and forth, which was awesome. So, um, I really appreciate her for that. And that basically gave me the confidence to continue training normally in the beginning. Um, because in, you know, the first trimester, you can usually do most of the same movements. The only, the only thing that might effect is, you know, feeling nauseous or fatigue, or I used to feel sleepy a lot. Low energy. Yeah, low energy. Um, but mostly you can exercise the same way you've been exercising. And the idea of, you know, having a miscarriage, that's unrelated to exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just, you know, it could be for any other reason or, or whatever, but exercise most likely will not cause a miscarriage. They say it's very important to keep up with the same level exactly. you know, of, of what you were doing yeah. before any kind of drastic change in your daily routine. Is, yeah, yeah. Is something like and then I found myself every time where I would do a workout, um, I'd feel more energized, you know, I'd, I, it'll, it'll help me feel better about myself and, you know, the nausea would decrease and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, through the second uh, trimester and third trimester, obviously I had to change my training a little. I cut back um, on the days and the, the volume and intensity and all of that. Um, towards the end, I was still nervous throughout, you know, because there was, I mean, the only person I could talk to was Dr. Lindsay. And I would email her every once in a while. But other than that, there was no guidance. There was no support. Um, people were freaking out. And How supportive was your doctor? Um, I just told her I exercise. Okay. I didn't say what it was. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't, you can't say CrossFit. CrossFit has yeah. such a bad, yeah. Yeah. bad rep. Um, but, you know, as long as, as long as she sees that my body's healthy, the baby's healthy, you know, my weight gain is normal and all of that. Like there's no concern. There's no need to, you know, to go into too much detail of exactly what I'm doing as long as she sees everything's moving smoothly. Um, Unless there's complications, then it's totally different, you know. Um, But uh, my doctor was totally okay with it. And she she knows that, you know, my husband owns a gym and and I'm a coach and all of that. Um, But she doesn't know the details. Yeah. Um, And that's because, you know, uh, I trusted, I trusted my body. I trusted myself. I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I set my ego aside, you know, if, uh, you can say that when, when I was pregnant. So it's not as if I was, you know, I needed someone to hold me back in my training. I was smart enough to, to know when to cut back and, and, um, keep it safe. And that's something that's so important that I think people need to understand is that you really, you really can be your, your greatest coach and your greatest yeah. doctor just by, yeah, you know, setting that ego aside and yeah. listening to your limits and listening yeah. to your body. What about I totally towards agree. the end of the pregnancy? I mean, how did, how did, how did that, yeah, how, how did that go? Cause I know yeah. like, that's when you're supposed to like take, take the load off and, yeah, yeah. you know, just chill out for a little while. I mean, that's, that was Haya's case, my yeah. wife. So like, how was it towards the end of the pregnancy and how did, how did it affect your training towards the end? At the, at the time when I was pregnant, I, I worked, uh, my day job in the museum and I was coaching evenings and I was getting really heavy. So it was just a lot, you know, a lot of stress on my body. Um, in the museum while I was on my feet all day and then coaching in the evenings, I was on my feet all day. So my feet got swollen and, and stuff like that. So towards the end, I cut back a lot and I just like stuck to yoga and at home exercises and stuff like that. Um, my second pregnancy was different, totally different. Um, but yeah, with with my with my first pregnancy, the fir- the last few months, I cut back on on anything related to CrossFit or lifting weights or any of that. Um, mostly same thing, no no support, no guidance, and I was nervous. and And then the working the two jobs thing also got to me. Um, with my second pregnancy, I was going into it much more confident. Um, it was four years later. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I had set a plan. And uh, alhamdulillah, I was able to work out till my last week of pregnancy. And I, and, and she stayed in there till 41 weeks. That's amazing. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> and um, with, my, with my first uh, 
Oh, I forgot what I wanted to say. I slipped my mind. It's all right. Yeah. It, it, it happens. It yeah. happens. It definitely say, happens. I'm wondering now if um, uh, Lindsay might be one of the ones who created. There was a CrossFit workout and it was called The Inducer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was one because it, it had put a woman like into labor. Like, so That's she was awesome. CrossFit up until the end. So I remember yeah. uh, a couple of girls that I trained with back home. Yeah. Pregnancy. And they were like getting That's to the so end. Funny. And they were like, I want that workout. I want, <laughs> I want to deliver. And they're kind of getting to the, yeah. the end of it. But yeah, you absolutely can, can yeah. stay active until the end. That's amazing. Yeah. Where and then it, I think where does it come it, from? Sorry. Like just out of curiosity, where what does is it come, it? the drive? I just love I just love the sport you know I mean I get days where I'm not motivated and I'm feeling super lazy and stuff like that and if it's something I can push through I'll I'll put a workout in you know I'll just get myself up off the couch and do something but if I'm really not feeling it I just I just won't it's fine you know I mean one one or two days is not gonna affect my fitness if I don't work out um but uh the first time I remembered what I wanted to say the first time around if uh if it wasn't a CrossFit workout when I was pregnant, it would upset me, you know, because uh, there was there was nothing locally or, or in our area about pregnant women exercising. But CrossFit was posting all these pregnant women exercising. And I was like, how are they doing that? And I, I can barely, you know, lift an empty barbell because I'm feeling exhausted and nauseous or whatever. So that used to get to me a lot. Like, I want to do CrossFit while I'm pregnant. My second pregnancy, I understood that it's all about staying active, whether that's CrossFit, whether it's some form of bodybuilding or just, you know, bodyweight exercise or whatever. So that, that helped me stay more, um, more consistent with my exercise with my second pregnancy. But in terms of staying motivated, it's just, I, I try to remind myself how I'll feel after, you know, you always feel great after a workout, you always feel more energized. Um, so I try to, I try to keep that in mind. But it's not easy. I, I, I struggle still every day, every day, unless, you know, I'll watch a video or listen to a song that gets me pumped up or whatever. But uh, but it's hard. It, it, that's why, you know, a lot of people struggle to stay motivated to work out every day. That's one of the myths that we've talked about before is that, you know, that you're always motivated to do it. Yeah. Especially, you know, an expert or someone sees you, you know, you competition, you catch yeah. your kids and they just must assume like she's just always motivated. Yeah, to do it. it's, it's not that kids. way. Yeah. Taking the action is what brings about yeah motivation yeah how much of um like movement wise or mechanics wise like how much of a difference was it like after you had delivered then going back and like doing the movements because like yeah. when you're obviously growing yes <laughs> from the middle yes your patterns and things have to change yeah, quite you a have bit to... so how was that process of kind of figuring things out again it's like i basically have to learn how to squat all <laughs> yeah. over again i mean because when you're pregnant and you're gonna you you're, you're doing squats you're your belly's getting bigger, it's getting heavier. So you might have to change your stance, you know, make your feet a little wider. And then you feel the weight is coming forward. So, you know, you have to change the position of your squat. And then after birth, you're just so used to that. So you have to relearn, yeah, relearn how to squat again. And it's just taking it step by step. I mean, uh, once I figured out how to squat, then I had to figure out how to overhead squat because then, okay, now there's a barbell over my head and it's like, I need to l find that balance again. Yeah. Um, to be honest, that might be one of the things that helps going back into that competition is yeah. because you're forced to go back to that exactly. mindset yes. again and you really have to pay yes. attention to your skill. And that's the thing with, you know, um, CrossFit, even with myself, I'd say it was like, you always want to skip ahead and skip exactly. ahead and skip ahead. But when you're forced to go back to that, yeah. it takes an injury usually for most people, yeah. you know, to go back to the beginning and really focus on that, that beginner mindset. So that's yeah. like probably the, the mental advantage exactly. that you have on the field yeah. against other and people. And you can't, you can't rush it and yeah. you have to, you know, appreciate the stage and use it to your advantage where, you know, you're going to get stronger with the basics or, you know, um, if you had, you know, any movement issues before now where you're forced to stay, take a step back, it. now is the time to work on it, you yeah. know, whether that's pregnancy or injuries or whatever, instead of, you know, looking, you know, looking at it in a negative light, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you see any differences in the kids um, as far as like the way you trained in the first pregnancy and the second pregnancy, like as far as like the birth process went or maybe even like... Um, I don't know, health and, and activity of uh, between the two, like at the stages that they're at? Um, I'm not sure, honestly, if it has to do with, with me being active or just, you know, the second one having a sibling with her. Right. So right. I, I can't I can't pinpoint that. Yeah. But when it comes to, to childbirth, um, childbirth is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. You know what? You can plan as much as you want for it, but you never know what's going to happen. My first pregnancy, I went, I signed up for 
all the yoga classes, all the breathing techniques, you know, preparing yourself for labor and all that stuff. And I was determined to have a natural labor. Um, and then do you want me to go into my birth story yeah, again? Yeah. <laughs> just real yeah, quick? And uh, I was, I think, 38 weeks and my water broke at home. I was excited. <laughs> I was excited because I had like mentally and emotionally prepared for labor. And I felt, you know, I felt strong and, you know, I was confident because of CrossFit and all of that. Like I'm ready for labor. And I went to the hospital and there were no contractions and, you know, no, not dilated, nothing, just my water broke. And, uh, you know, I mean, at the time I didn't understand the idea of how, how much hospitals, um, how the intervention, medical intervention can affect stuff, you know, can affect the labor, the baby and stuff like that. Now I, I have more knowledge about that. But at the time, they told me I had to stay in the hospital. And then uh, uh, the next morning, still no contractions and not dilated. So then they induced me. Um, and uh, then the contraction started slowly, still not dilated. And then... Uh, I forgot what uh, what the medical term is for, but I was induced again. But uh, sorry, nice. and uh, and then uh, the contractions started to get really strong, but still not dilating at all. And I think I spent two two nights in the hospital, and then my doctor was like, you know, it's not safe that you know the water broke and and you're not dilating, and just the baby needs to come out. I was devastated. I didn't understand much about what was going on. And in my mind, I had, you know, I was so convinced I was going to have a natural birth. I was convinced everything was going to go as planned. And that's all I read. You know, I never read about any complications that could happen in birth and what your options are. I never read about a C-section because I was like, no way that's going to happen to me. Right. That's not something I'm interested in or, or an option I'm going to give myself, you know. And uh, when she told me I had to do a C-section, I never had surgery before in my life. And... Uh, I was like, oh, my God, my athletic career is over. They're going to cut through my stomach and, you know, through layers of muscle and, and tissue. And how am I going to come back from that? What's the recovery process? And I was just I was devastated. I was freaking out. But my family, you know, they were exhausted from seeing me exhausted those two days. So they're just like, you know, just let's just, you know, get it over with. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember when I first... Uh, when I first woke up after the surgery, I didn't even want to see my daughter. I was like so upset about the surgery. Like I'm still upset about it, honestly. Yeah. It's uh, because, uh, you know, I was really excited about birth. It's something I know a lot of people are scared about it, but it's something I had looked forward to, like something in life I wanted to experience, you know. Sure. And um, I think there's some toys in the little box right there. Yeah, I'm sorry. That box right there, those, that's kidding. DJ's toolbox. So just so everyone knows. Um, <laughs> Oh, these are toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. they're, they're toys. Yeah, yeah, they're toys. DJ That's was fixing awesome. the table this morning, so. <laughs> That's adorable toolbox. Hey, this is why you're like the fittest mama queen. Awesome. <laughs> because you have your child sitting on your lap in a podcast. This is like as real as it gets. They go amazing. everywhere with me. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I mean, a lot of parents need to follow suit, especially here in Kuwait. I mean, seeing how you train and how, you know, the young one, yeah. you, know, you posted a picture of her. She yeah. was, you know, in the room training with you. <laughs> and a lot of parents, you know, they leave their kids at home and they just, they forget about that part. Yeah. That what our children see, they'll imitate. Yeah. But sorry, you could go on with this. No, part. that's okay. You want more toys, I could grab some. <laughs> I think she's, uh, she's fine. Knowing what you know now, I guess, about it, because, I mean, of course, yeah, you haven't researched anything yeah. you know, at that point of it. Was a, a do you think a C-section was uh, what needed to happen? in order for I'm the, not sure yeah you know um I mean there's 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 so much information out there and you know people you know some some people say that you know if, if your water breaks that it's dangerous for the baby other people say it's fine you can go a few days yeah um so but being medically induced is something that most probably caused more issue than than helped okay um so that's something that you know I I don't um I don't think was a good idea, but I guess it's the decision of my doctor in the end. Yeah. You, you take the information that yeah, you have to exactly. make a choice about at that time. Yeah. So after then, you had delivered, you were yeah. mentioning you kind of felt detached. Yeah, I was I was so upset. Um but uh, alhamdulillah, yani, as soon as that happened, I was like, 
you know, I was still in the hospital bed and I <laughs> took out my phone and I started Googling recovery from C-section, you know, and I was desperate to, to find, I specifically wanted to find stories of athletes and not just anyone, you know, like athletes who recovered from C-sections or, you know, moms, uh, mom athletes returning to fitness after having a baby. And there wasn't much out there, you know, um, Another thing that motivates me is being able to relate to someone else, you know. So, so I was desperate to find that, um, and I, and I couldn't. So I had to basically, you know, figure it out for myself the first time around. Um, I did a lot of reading about C-section, uh, how to recover, and and stuff like that. And uh, you know, the second time around, things were were different, even even labor. Um, but I was. I was more not relaxed, but um, I accepted the the second C section because I knew I knew what the process will be after. You know, um, you know, even at the time, they there wasn't any information about um, what's called diastasis recti, which is ab separation, and I was basically sorry. I was basically at home, and I think I was just like sitting up from bed, and I saw like my stomach do something weird it was like you know look like like basically something was trying to come out of my stomach you know Crazy. like it, there was a dome yeah. a dome in the center of your stomach or they call it coning and that's basically you know because of ab separation that happens naturally during pregnancy and you know um i googled that as well because you know your doctor doesn't talk to you about the stuff all they do is they'll check they'll check you after surgery They'll just check the scar, mm -hmm. remove the bandage, and then that's it. They don't tell you anything about how to recover after childbirth, um, any effects the surgery might have on you. You know, there there are some C-sections moms five years later that still complain of numbness or pain right. uh, where the C-section scar is. Um, that was one of the things that was yeah. kind of shocking to me when I came into the fitness industry out here with the women is some coming in and, you know, I was asking, you know, do you have injuries and stuff first? And a lot would say C-sections and it's yeah. like, oh, well, how recent? And it would be like years past. And yeah. in my mind, I'm thinking like, how can that still be having such yeah. a, a big effect? So that's something that I've had to yeah. Yeah, kind of study up on a little bit more because there's just not a lot out there. Yeah, yeah. What do you do for that core yeah. uh, after going through something exactly, like that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, every woman who goes through pregnancy has to rebuild her core after because that ab separation is a natural part of pregnancy. It's just to make your body's making space for the baby. Um, but when it comes to C-section, they're literally cutting through your ab muscles right. Um and you know cutting through your uterus so so some women still feel a little bit of pain years later and some women i mean i have i have one of my one of our members at the gym who who complains from numbness and pain in her scar and her c-section was like three years ago yeah and uh and there there is a solution for that it's just they don't know they think it's normal that that's just something i have to live with because i had the c-section but there is there is a solution for for all of it so what is the solution? When it comes to the C-section scar, there's a um, scar tissue massage, you know, or, or you go to a physical therapist, basically. And um, uh, what's it called? They have like a, a metal and they basically scrape the area. What's that ART. called? ART. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure ART, what it's called. ART therapy. I know it's called ART. Active I've had release. Active release. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a scraping. I don't know if the ART is the scraping, but yeah. yeah where it's like yeah. they have like this metal piece and they basically massage yeah. the area. It's just, it's basically breaking up tissue. Right. Um, that, you know, cause, cause when, when everything gets healed back, um, if, you know, I don't know the medical terms for it, but, but you know, there could be adhesions mm -hmm. and you have to break that up. You have to break up the tissue and, you know, have more blood circulation where the scar is. That could all affect, you know, the way you function, you know, the way you move. You totally. can have your nervous tightness. system is within that. Your, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. have tightness in your back and your right. hips or whatever, all because of that scar. Yeah. Um, so I just, I recommended that she go see a physical therapist. Um, I mean, she she would freak out if someone would just touch the scar, and this is years later. Right, trauma. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you specialize now in coaching women that have gone through any any type of you know delivery, or specifically with C section? 
Uh, it's called Graston Technique. Yeah, yeah. Graston. Yes, Graston. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Marty. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm the Meg today. I, I, got, my, I got my laptop. <laughs> I know. I didn't bring it today because you always give me shit about it. She, 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 <laughs> she always has like I never see. I have them there, but I never look at them anyway. It's like safety precaution in case I lose my words. I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah, it's totally fine. I'm going to hide the laptop today. You know what? It's going to be between me and Liam today. We're going to sound like I was like, real quick, from like a male perspective, do you guys have any uh, questions or maybe like from training females? Have you guys ever encountered anything like this or from personal experience with? I mean, what, what I was going to ask, I, I'd be really interested to know, like, how your friends and family were yeah. around you training uh, when, yeah, when you were pregnant. Yeah. And uh, kind of whether, um, like, I may, no, you may not want to say whether they were not supportive or not, but yeah. kind of like how supportive and kind of any really positive things that they could do. Because you yeah. might have listeners who are like kind of maybe mums of uh, daughters who are pregnant and things like that. And how can yeah. they kind of support their family members who are trying to stay active? You know, I... And my family freaked out, you know, it, uh, they were so not supportive of the idea. And then, you know, I tried to share as much information as I can because I, I want them to be comfortable with the idea. They don't need to know exactly what I'm doing, but just to let them know that I'm being safe. And uh, eventually, you know, they stopped asking, but uh, but every once in a while they'll tell me just be careful and stuff like that. Um, they didn't like the idea, but they trusted that I knew what I was doing. Um, and then, you know, you know, to, to this day, everything I do, my husband is my biggest supporter. So I'm so thankful for that. You know, he he supported me all the way through. And I think when you have at least that one person that really supports you, uh, it helps a lot. You know, if, if no one is supporting the idea of you exercising during pregnancy, it's so easy to just stop, you know? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's important, you know, whether it's your coach or a friend or wh- your husband or whoever, um, you know, someone who supports you and you know gives you that little push uh it'll help you feel a little more confident to continue exercising during pregnancy that's what's so great about this little community that you've built now of like support for that yeah because you talk about like you know miscarriage is not being talked about you know very enough and it's actually way more common than what people think and then what are the actual causes of that it's not you know these types of of things that people think it is and then now the whole c-section there's that yeah, there's all kinds of um, emotional trauma yeah. that goes along with that. There's and, so much. There's yeah. so much. Inform- I mean, so much that women's women are going through, and it's it's either taboo or they're right. embarrassed to talk about it. Especially, you know, if they have like a male coach. It's important to know they're not alone. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much they don't want to talk about. Like, like I said, the girl that that's in our gym. She she assumed it was normal, so she never complained about the weird feeling she was having in her scar. Um, so it's just there's it's a lack of information, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got. Um, so are you like birth fit certified and things? Now, no, I wanted to be birth fit certified, but their certification you have to be in the states to take it. Okay. Um, I took a couple of online certifications from small companies, just but at the time it was just information for myself. Right. I what I didn't intend to coach anyone pregnant or or postpartum at the time. Uh, but throughout the years, before I had my second daughter, I became really passionate about it. Um, and and then after having my daughter, I was just, you know, sure that this is some a path I wanted to take. Um, so uh, I did get certified uh, as a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. And that's a certification created by Brianna Battles. She coached Lindsay Valenzuela, um, Miranda Oldroyd, uh, and a, cu- a couple of other games athletes through their pregnancies. Amazing. And uh, I love her point of view. It's it's not it's not like a lot of a lot of other coaches um, who who do uh, prenatal and postnatal uh, training. She's very real, and um, she's had you know she's had her own issues with C section and uh, ab separation and trying to return to fitness and stuff like that. She's like a little dinosaur. <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, she, she just keeps it real, you know, and, and it's not, and, and her, her thing is all about returning to fitness, being able to perform well, being able to live your life and, um, and having considerations for everyone depending on their interests in fitness, depending on their, um, their pregnancy, their postpartum journey and all of that. And it's not just about, you know, prenatal and postnatal training to get your body back and all right, that stuff right. you know it's much more than that more functional than yeah that for sure yeah 
Sorry, um, I just had a quick question about like kind of your nutrition as well yeah. during pregnancy. Um, yeah. Like maybe you could say a few words about yeah, how sure. maybe did you did you have a good idea in your first pregnancy of how you wanted yeah. to eat and obviously with fitness based in, in mind as well. Yeah. Um, because obviously a lot of people kind of feel like or they get the advice that they're yeah. eating for two. Eating so they, for kind of, two, they, yeah. they should be eating more, but then yeah. they're trying to train as well. So they're kind of trying to eat for performance as yeah. well. So how did that kind of change from your first to your second pregnancy? Honestly, the the goal should be that you shouldn't change your diet. You know, if you want, clean it up even more. Um, and in terms of increasing your calories, your first trimester, which is the first three months, you can be eating the same amount of calories as you usually do. And then within the second trimester, third trimester, you add a couple of hundred calories. But it's not literally eating, eating for, for two. two. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think that's that's what I did. I mean, obviously, there's going to be cravings. You know, uh, with my pregnancies, I... Uh, I have a sweet tooth, but when I was pregnant, I wanted, you know, salty food like chips and French fries and stuff like that. And, you know, I allowed myself to, to, you know, to have, to satisfy the craving, you know, but I, I kept it healthy as, as much as I can. And, uh, and yeah, and then it becomes easier to, to get back, you know, to your regular diet after having a baby, because, you know, if you just eat whatever you want for nine months, it's really hard to to get back into the zone of of going back to eating healthy and you know having a consistent diet towards your goals. I think the postpartum period is the most important for the nutrition. I think yeah. women when they find out they're pregnant, I think they already kind of automatically start making better choices yeah. because yeah. now there's someone else in the picture, you know, yes. kind of a thing and so I think they they aim to do a little bit better during the pregnancy and so it's important to kind of keep that mindset, mm. you know, after the pregnancy is gone. It's like, you're so aware of what you're putting in your body and how yeah. you're moving your body and things when you are pregnant, but then afterwards, yeah. you know, kind of carrying that same mentality. So I think the postpartum, you know, going on with like the hormones getting back into yeah. play and uh, just the, you know, emotional side, I think nutrition can play yeah. a big part in that. Moms go through so much and it's when, when they get pregnant in the hospital and at home, it's all about the baby. You know, mm -hmm. it's always all about the baby. When it's in her belly and when the baby's out, it's always the attention is on the baby. Um, but the mom is going through so much, whether that's pregnancy and especially in postpartum period. Believe it or not, when someone is pregnant and they're exercising uh, and she's, you know, she's used to working out uh, before pregnancy and during pregnancy, she's going to be feeling strong. In that postpartum period, they'll be shocked to feel that their body is much weaker than when they were pregnant. Your body just went through so much, you know, you brought a human into this world. Yeah. Um, so a lot of attention needs to be put into moms after giving birth. It's it's hard mentally, emotionally, physically, like you said, you know, so many hormone changes and it's it's hard. It's hard when uh, when you first have a baby. So moms need a little bit more care and attention. Speaking of that, I mean, what's your so so tell us a little bit about your new program. Yeah, I mean my that's that's, program, that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah, to I mean I I, I you know I, I see it on Instagram all the yeah. time and it's it's really exciting. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your new program? Okay, uh, so I I started this thing called Mom Fit, and right now the program I'm offering is a postpartum program. Uh, I want to eventually build up build up the the platform of Mom Fit and have you know more um, pregnancy workouts. Uh, um, you know, uh, specific, for example, maybe, you know, just focus on strengthening your core or, or whatever. So I want to, I want to grow that platform a little bit more, but right now I just have a postpartum program and this is basically, uh, it's a program that can be started a couple of weeks after giving birth. It's, it's not a workout program. It's not, you know, it's not training. There's no intensity. It's, oh. it's all about, um, sorry, I saw that small piece. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's all about rebuilding your body uh, after pregnancy. Um, the first first couple of exercises that the that are in the program, you're basically lying on your back and you're not doing anything. So it's just it's basically it's helping women get back into fitness. Uh, you know, after the after having childbirth, and that that transition is so important people always skip it you know they they get so in a rush to get back to working out and it's not even just about you know for fun it's like i want to get my body back yeah almost, i yeah. want to lose weight yeah. how do you know this pregnancy ruin my body and it's such a negative yeah, yeah such a negative image and uh um 
Sorry. What's wrong? <laughs> I think she's like, yeah, I've been good for 30 minutes. So like, yeah. <laughs> um, I lost track of what I was saying. The first couple of weeks is just like yeah. The first couple of weeks, but yeah, it's about um, it's, just repairing yourself and recovery. Not yeah, so much yeah, of like exactly. Punishment. Yeah, recovering your body, rebuilding, learning how to breathe, learning how to use your core muscles again. Because when you're pregnant, you lose that mind muscle connection with your with your abs, you know, with your core. Um, so you have to learn how to how to reconnect with your with your muscles again. And, uh, and breathing, like you talk about, yeah, that. it's like a lot of breathing. We don't ever think about it again, yeah. and it has, plays a big part in that core, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's not just about relearning how to breathe for a lot of women, especially in Kuwait, it's learning how to breathe, right. you know. I mean, even before you get pregnant, there's a lot of women who are, you know, going into CrossFit and weightlifting, and it's something totally new for them, and they don't know how to breathe, you know. and and unfortunately, some some coaches don't teach them how to breathe when lifting weights, and and especially during pregnancy and after pregnancy, that can have you know negative effects um, to a woman's body if you're not breathing properly, especially if you're like holding your breath, and that's a lot of pressure uh, on your you know pelvic floor on your core when you're exercising. It's dangerous for anybody going into that second yeah. round, third round of anything if you don't know how to channel that breath yeah, you know, yeah. downward, then yeah. yeah. Uh, so the program starts out with that, like a amazing. lot of breathing and then a lot of gentle movement and then it slowly builds on that. And you know, it's, I think that's the last couple of weeks where you start to lift a super light weight and that's just, you know, slowly getting you back into the track of, of exercising. The program is how long in total? It's four to eight weeks. It depends. Everyone's different. You know, whether you had a vaginal birth or a C-section, um, whether you, you were in fitness before or not, um, how well your body recovered, whether you had complications during or after pregnancy, it all depends. You know, Amazing. everyone has a different case. But once someone signs up on that program, then they have direct contact with me Um through WhatsApp, you know, they can talk to me anytime while they're doing the program. Uh, I had a couple. I had a couple of girls where um, some one of the exercises they wanted it to be scaled even more. So, like, you know, I'll film myself doing an even scaled version of it and send that right over. Um, so it's just uh, communicating with the girls as they go through the program. And uh, I'm happy to say that I have I have several girls who finished it and they felt great and they returned to fitness. And uh, it's been it's been going good, slowly growing. You said for that mind muscle connection and just yeah. that emotional confidence afterwards. Yes, it's so important. Yes. So do women? So is this an online program? So yeah. everything is done online, kind of self paced. They get all the information yes. and they just kind of walk themselves through it. But they have you for support during yes. it. Yes. Yes. And they can sign up anytime, or is it like certain yeah. timings? You no, they can it? they can sign up anytime. So how can how can they sign up? Just just so we get that out there. How can they yeah. sign up for it? And how can they get in touch with you if yeah. they want to get into? It? Is it just through? Your Instagram page, or yeah. the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my Instagram page. But I'm working on having the program to be able to be accessed online. Um, but right now, what we're doing is they'll have to contact the gym, sign up for the program, and then um, and then I'll get their contact information, send them the PDF document, um, and then we go on from there. Um, but once they sign up for the program, I just if they're in Kuwait, I um, I require them to come to me at the gym. Um, so I can assess them and we have a quick consultation and go through the program so then they can, you know, be more comfortable doing it at home. Okay. And for anyone abroad, do you do like a, we'll do like a video. Session? Yeah. Okay. Like an online video. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's, yeah. a, that's amazing work. I, I swear. I wish we had more people in the community like you. Thank it's, you. It's, it's just, it's, it's so, and I hate saying this inspiring yeah. because there is a, there is a debate over inspiration. <laughs> motivation. I said, no one inspires me, but. I yeah I, th- I like seriously it's very inspiring to a lot of people Thank in you. our community. Ooh, I wish and Bajil Bajil Hel Kalam and they yeah. just you know the rest of the society. Yeah, I'm I'm throwing it to Matt. Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Subtitles, just leave leave it to me to like just go totally the other way. But no, I mean it's and it's, we're fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're gonna switch this to Arabic. That's it. You know, it's 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 something that's been missing. You know, it's it's not provided, and and it's something that I couldn't find. Something that I felt like I needed. So I feel, you know, I'm I'm so happy to be able to provide that for for other women. But, uh, you know, it's the women who have signed up for the program, they're very happy with it. But my main focus right now is actually convincing people that this is 
really important to do everybody yeah for everyone (laughs) before going into fitness you know i still have some women who i have i have some women who recently gave birth and they'll hear about my program but they assume it's a workout program and you know they come to me i want to lose weight this and that and i had a baby a couple weeks ago and i'm like i'm you know with all due respect i'm sorry but i can't have you in my crossfit class unless you know you do some some form of rehab rebuilding phase um you can do that on your own or this is a program that i'm offering um, some of them are more than happy to do it and some of them don't want to, but you know, I, I can't have you in my CrossFit class if your body is not, you just had a baby, you know, you're not ready for that type of intensity. Um, so that's, that's a requirement that I have, you know, for the girls that, that, uh, that come to my class. Uh, it's, it's the first few weeks after, after giving birth, you know, the mom's hormones are all over the place and then your body basically looks deflated, you know, and you're like, what is going on? This is not, you know, you know, you probably like the way you look pregnant and now, you know, now the baby's out and what do I do with this body that I have? Um, I your emotional attention going. On yeah. There. And all the tensions on the baby. Yeah. And then, you know, some women get so much um, uh, pressure from their family, you know, like their aunts or mothers or whatever. Now you gain so much weight pregnant. Come on, you know, like lose weight or, you know, um, you know, try to get your body back or whatever. And, or some women get pressure from their own husbands, you know? Um, so it's really sad. It's such a, it's such a sensitive, you know, couple of months after pregnancy and for the mom, you know, she's not getting any sleep, you know, your emotions are all over the place. And, uh, uh, I guess it's just like having a plan, isn't it? Yeah, like, so if, yeah, if the guys, you have to have a plan. Like, so yeah. if you know that, like you, you want to get back into fitness, it's not kind of going like obviously in this region we have a lot people want it like straight away. Yeah. So they think, okay, yeah, I'll start after. Yeah, like after I've given given birth. Yeah, but actually, yeah. if you're thinking about it before yeah. starting to maybe like clean up your diet and everything, and then coming to you yeah. the Mumfit program before yeah. and understanding that is patience that yeah, they need. It is, and they're only going to be able to start a couple of weeks after when they've recovered. Yeah, and then they can start to do the breathing and start to do like lifting their legs. Exactly, you know, literally small things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And I think if people understand that it's going to take some time, yeah, then they can kind of come to terms with that rather than kind exactly. of coming to you and just expecting that like quick fix okay yeah, yeah. Slim again. it's gonna happen it's, a lot quicker though if they actually start at the basics yeah exactly and it's going and breaking yourself yeah to go to 100% straight yeah away. and it's it's you know i don't want to put in you know make it sound scary you know that after pregnancy you should not you know go into weightlifting or crossfit or some form of intense exercise right away because you know you could hurt yourself or whatever but but it's reality i mean someone okay you might rush into fitness you're feeling good you lose all the weight everyone's proud of you you're proud of yourself but then a few months later a couple years later you might start having issues with your body you know right. either back pain because you didn't rebuild your core properly or you might have um you know other symptoms of a postpartum like uh, um leaking you know you can't you can't control yourself when you're jumping you know uh, doing jump ropes or box jumps or whatever you might have you know pain in your hips pain in your pelvic floor um, some women uh i got contacted by by a, a girl um she was she's from the uae and she had given birth uh, a year ago and then she went back into crossfit right away you know she progressed slowly but you know she didn't know how to breathe and she rushed through her weights and stuff like that and a year later, she got prolapse. Prolapse is basically where your uterus falls out of its place. Right. And, you know, it's uh, it's serious. And uh, people don't realize that. And, you know, even if your body is totally fine and you don't have any of those symptoms and you never go through something like that, why take the risk? Right. You know, the, 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 the few weeks of you rebuilding your body and taking that one step back and taking the time to get back into fitness... You're going to benefit from it so much, you know, um, and some of the exercises that are that are in my program could benefit anyone. You know, there are some some, you know, n- the non-traditional core exercises, you know, not sit ups and stuff like that. Like, say, for example, like a dead bug, you know, mm-hmm. I give that to my girls sometimes in my class and they all struggle with it. And, you know, 
not all of them had babies. You I did know? that in my calisthenics class yeah. the other day and it was all men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone struggled with it. Yeah. And it's like, but so that's the confusion of core is that we think it's sit ups. Exactly. It's only affecting our core, but your core is your, your diaphragm. It's your breathing yeah. muscle. It's the sides. It's the front. It's the back. There's yeah. Actually, your back is actually involved. Yes, in your core, exactly. People forget all about that. Yeah. But it's, it's the way we move. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all of your movement comes from that. Exactly. Middle. So, I mean, taking that step back, you'll benefit so much from it. And, uh, you know, you're not going to regret it. You'll be able to go into to fitness again, feeling confident. You know, that's how I personally felt. You know, I wasn't nervous that, you know, I'm rushing into it. Um, I was confident lifting my weights again. Alhamdulillah, knock on wood, you know, no symptoms or anything, you know. So it it works and you just have to be patient, take it seriously, do it step by step. And, and you know, you don't have to regret it later if something happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love what you're doing. This is amazing. Awesome. I think Thank my you. clients that I have that are yeah pre and post. Yeah. I'll definitely send them your way. That's Thank amazing. you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to also, you know, um, uh, trying to build a, a strong relationship also with, you know, physical therapists or women health doctors right. in Kuwait. Uh, we don't have, you know, w- uh, we don't have specific pelvic floor therapists in Kuwait, which is someone who a woman who just gave birth should visit because you know her doctor is not going to check her pelvic floor or her core ab separation and all of that so you have a baby okay yalla bye mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> seriously um but uh, you know uh, in the states you know a lot of a lot of women will go visit a pelvic floor therapist after giving birth you know just to check that your body is functioning normally after birth and uh, and here we don't have that. So there's a couple of women's health doctors in, in Kuwait that I've contacted and I'm trying to build a relationship with them so that, you know, if someone comes to me and they just had a baby like a week ago, I'll let her know, you know, go visit this doctor, this physical therapist first, and then we can take it from there just to check, you know, if everything is good. And and then and then they would also refer their clients who are done, you know, with the, with their regular checkup and they want to get back to fitness and she'll like refer them to, to me to do the mom fit program. So it's just, you know, building a relationship and, That's you know, necessary. building a tribe. Yeah. yeah for, um, yeah. for a woman who, who just gave birth. All those resources and connections that you've mentioned. I mean, we'll make yeah. sure we tag those for people here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was just, and I, it would be amazing if you come back on the show later on and talk about your sure. progress, you know, and if there are any follow-ups, to the, the awesome, program yeah. that you're offering, I mean, it's just, it's this is this is what we want. We yeah. want to bring the experts that have the legitimate infora- information to the table. Yeah. That's what it's all about. An experience. An experience, yeah. yeah. And that, that's the that's the most important thing. And um thank you so much. Thank yeah. you so much for, thank you for giving us your me. time. Like, it was it was a pleasure. And seriously, like anytime you have anything new, just send it over to us and cool. You know, we'll do our best to get it out there. Great. And um thanks. Well, yeah, I think we should try and get the show notes and we'll get we'll get Make sure that people yeah, have some resources, resources to be able to well. go, yeah, go yeah, straight definitely. to yeah. so that people can find out what, what, uh, some good information for you. Yeah, great. All right, great. Thanks, Thanks so for much, having yeah. me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.